0: Welcome to The Creator's Adventure, where we interview creators from around the world hearing their stories about growing a business. My name is Brian McInulty. I'm the founder of Heights Platform, and today I'm talking with Jeremy Mura about how he grew a YouTube channel, how to craft a unique brand, how he became successful selling online courses, and the importance of creating multiple income streams. <music> All right. Hey everyone, we're here today with Jeremy Mura, a brand identity designer and content creator from Sydney, Australia. He's been in the design industry for nine years now and has worked with brands like American Express and in that time he's also helped hundreds of people upgrade their design careers. So he has over 400 plus videos uploaded on YouTube, he's taught over 55,000 students on Skillshare and he has a following of over 100,000 on Instagram. Jeremy, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so you have this uh, successful brand design business, and you have this YouTube channel with uh, 36,000 subscribers, 3 million views, over 400 videos. Can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you got to where you're at today?
1: Yeah, great question, man. Um, For me, YouTube was always a thing that I wanted to be and do, because I saw the potential of, you know, building my personal brand, being a content creator, that was always sort of my goal. And um it, it's paid off, and I just love creating content and teaching people, but it started all the way back when I finished college at the end of 2015. Um So I started YouTube in, uh, in 2016, and my, my goal was just to create one video a week, you know. So by the time, you know, five years later, I would have, you know, over 300 videos, because 52 videos uh, a year and um yeah i just wanted to teach what i knew you know i learned tips and tricks in um in, in university um and just wanted to share those things i used to read a lot of books and take courses as well so i'll just like teach everything i knew that was the the concept you know just whatever i'm i'm learning at the time just teach it um to help beginner designers so they can level up you know what i mean so for me um yeah that's what that's where i started i just kept going with it the first you know few years was a slog and a grind and You know, I didn't really see many results. I wasn't getting that many views. I wasn't really getting brand deals or making any much money with AdSense. Mm -hmm. But I saw the big picture because at the end of the day, it's a long-term game. You need to think long-term. It's all about creating evergreen content. So it's constantly working for you while you're sleeping, you know, because YouTube is such a big platform. There's billions of users on there and people are constantly on there watching content. So yeah, I saw the long-term game, saw the big picture. And, um, yeah, have been creating ever since and yeah, um, I'm enjoying it and loving it and I'm getting so many opportunities now, so many brand deals and, you know, it's, it's, it's really, um, a great source of income to be honest.
0: Cool. That's great. Yeah. It's interesting to see always how creators start. Cause I think there's, there's two ways, um, mm-hmm. in, uh, how creators can approach this. So some creators are like you, they say, you know, I'm going to be this content creator. I'm going to make these YouTube videos and that's what I'm going to do. And then from that, eventually other things start to happen. There's all these other opportunities. Um, And then some creators say, well, I'm going to start this business. I'm going to build this product, build a course, offer something. And Mm. then they decide after that, okay, now I'm going to do the content creation. And Mm. it's interesting to see how both of those work. I'm not sure which one is really better. Um, in a way, like we always tell everybody, like start building your audience first, because you, it is easy enough for a creator to make the mistake, say, Hey, here's my thing. Everybody come buy it now. And then there's, there's no one. Cause there is no audience yet. Um, Correct,
1: and that's, and that's why I feel people miss the point. It's like, you're meant to build up the content because that builds your credibility, yep. you know, and it also increases the perception and the trust that people see in you. So that's why. The principle is you teach what you know so you build up your audience, your content. So then, you know, when people land on your page, like, oh, this guy knows what he's talking about. So you're gonna increase the chance of someone converting into your course or your product, etc. So
0: yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because if you just if you do just release the product first, completely forget about any kind of creation or audience building, now mm-hmm. you're in the situation that in your mind you have this great thing, and maybe you really do. But Mm-hmm. Other people can't see that. They can't really feel or, or trust or believe yeah. that because they don't know you. Yep. Um, but That's if they've right. seen videos from you, they can say, oh, I, I know this guy. Yeah, he's been making this great content. Wow, I want, I want to get more from him. I want to do something to get more from him. Cool.
1: hundred percent. I, I can even attest to it because I actually got a client one time. They were from America and they're looking for a logo design for their new business. They were running a beauty cosmetic business or something mm-hmm. um, back in like 2019, 2018. And then she found my logo design video, and then she wanted to hire me because she thought my personality was was nice and friendly, and and I got a client. So cool. it's it's powerful the power of content, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great example. Yeah, and as you said, it's um every piece of content is like an investment because you're making that content, and now people can watch that at any time. Who knows? Who knows what might happen from that piece of content that you made years ago, even.
1: <laughs> exactly, hundred percent.
0: Cool. So, what exactly is? Your job description as a brand designer?
1: Yeah, so basically, a brand designer is someone who crafts uh, visual identities for brands and businesses, but it's not just actually the look and feel of, of, of a brand, right? You know, logos, colors, typography, graphics, illustrations, icons. It's actually um, someone who takes the whole process from, you know, the strategy part of the f- and discovery phase all the way to, you know, the end of it, the production. So for me, um, I can do the whole. The whole thing so taking a uh whether it's a small or medium-sized businesses that's usually who i work with um you know do like a strategy session um and then build out you know their funnels and um what, what direction we're going to take and then bring that into the visual identity creating the brand itself and then delivering all those files so they can use that um you know whether it's we create a website or touch points like instagram or linkedin or whatever it is um but basically that's what a brand designer does so um, I do that on the side, even though these days I do a lot more content and brand deals, um, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's typically what a brand design is. And it's I think it's crucial, especially with, with today's day and age, there's so many products and businesses and everything's saturated. So it's like, how do you stand out? And the way you stand out is through branding and messaging and crafting a unique brand story and experience for your customers. So they'll pick you over the competition. So sure. basically that, that's what it is. So with is all the
0: clients that you've worked with, with your brand design, what do you feel is like the biggest mistake that they make or the biggest thing they overlook? And how do you fix that?
1: So for me, I feel like a lot of the times they just try and rush things and they don't get clear on who their target audience is and what their message is. So I think clarity is very important instead of just like throwing spaghetti at the wall, seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I see that, that a lot of people just try and do too many things. They don't clarify, they don't simplify and niche down it's like when you go to um an italian restaurant or you know or a pizza shop they just you know they do pizza and pasta really well but if they start doing like steak and chips and tacos and all this stuff it's gonna it's gonna be messy right it's not gonna work so it's like learning to niche down um and focus on your who you're serving and focus on your core messaging on your benefits features and all that stuff i think that's what people miss out on before they um when it comes to branding
0: Sure. Yeah. I think how this can be applied to like creators who would use Heights, creators who are building a course, building some kind of coaching offering, maybe the thing that people tend to think, well, this happens in any business actually is they say, okay, well, I want to serve everyone. We can, we can help everyone actually. And that's great. But really the reality is it's, yeah. How can you differentiate yourself then? And people mm-hmm. think, oh, well, I'll, I'll earn more or I'll get more clients if I can do everything or help everyone. But if you can show people that you're in this specific niche and this is really your core specific target, you can, number one, attract people easier. And number two, you can charge more for your service mm-hmm. because it's so specialized.
1: That's it, man. And I think specializing is 10 times better than just trying to do everything. It's always, it's always going to benefit you.
0: Cool. So many times entrepreneurs who are more focused on the business side of things don't really consider brand design a priority for their company. So what would you say to somebody like that, and apart from the visual aspect, how can like neglecting that brand design affect their sales or revenue?
1: Yeah, so if you don't have a strong brand, you're going to you know lose the trust of potential buyers and potential customers so. You know if someone's like a cold lead um and they you know they jump on if your site you know if you have a website or a landing page and it's not you know designed properly you can actually lose that connection or, or trust or if the messaging is not speaking to the to that specific customer then they might bounce off the site right so um I think yeah the um negative impacts of it is that yeah you'll you you can decrease the chances of people um you know wanting to engage with your brand because of, you know, low credibility, low trust. Um, It doesn't feel like, feel right. Um, But um, to people who are are hesitant to whether they should get like a brand design or brand designer is that you need to see it as an investment. It's not an expense because you're investing in your business. And if, you know, obviously you might be tight or strapped on cash if you're just starting out, I totally understand that. You can use free options, right, for now. But. If you're trying to launch like a, you know, $100 product or a $500 product and it the quality doesn't match and the brand doesn't match that level of value you're trying to offer, then, um, you know, you're going to have a disconnect there. So uh, I feel like, yeah, it, it's always a great investment. Um, you need to think about it long term. It's also good because you're going to get clarity as well. Um, and typically you'll get like a, you know, a brand style guide as well. So if you like hire someone, they can stick with those brand um, templates, you know, the brand style, the typography, all that, all this stuff. Um, just so it's, you have cohesiveness and consistency across all platforms. You know, you don't want to like have a weird different graphics on like your Instagram and, and then Facebook is different. And then you go on the website and it's got a different wacky logo or color. And it's like, I uh, am I on the right page? So that's sort of my, my perspective and opinion on that. But I always see it as, um, yeah, beneficial. And obviously I'm biased because uh, I'm a designer, but, um, but I've seen, I've seen the benefits, you know, we, um, pay attention to big brands like Nike, Adidas, you know, Disney, Coca-Cola, all the, Netflix, all these big brands. And you can see they do design really well. Um, and we can see the impacts of that. So that's sort of my, my thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. And I, I'm probably biased as well. Cause I, I started as a, uh, we started as a, a web design, uh, company <laughs> ourselves. So yeah, definitely. I see the value. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I think it's important. And yeah, if you're a creator that, you, you don't have maybe the funds to invest in that right away. Um, at the very least it's worth researching and learning a little bit about it for yourself, how you can be consistent mm-hmm. with your messaging, with your graphics and everything. Cause as you said, yeah, you don't want some potential customer start researching you. They end up on your Instagram and they're like, Oh, well, what is this? This is, a, this, this looks different. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. So with your YouTube channel, um, How did you manage to grow that to now 36,000 subscribers, over 3 million views? How long have you been doing the YouTube channel, actually?
1: So I've I've been doing it since um, 2016. So I've done it for six years now, six, yeah, going almost onto seven. Um, So it's been a a long road, long journey um, to get to this point. But funny enough, I actually earned like most of my subscribers in the last like year and a half. So I think, yeah, 20,000 came in just at this last little, you know, um, slog. But the first, like, four years, it was really, like, it was really tough getting to, like, 10,000 subscribers. And that's because with any platform, you need consistency. If you don't consistently upload, you're not going to get results. It's the same thing for Instagram and TikTok and whatever it is. Like, you need to consistently upload. Um, And for me, like... Because I saw it as part of my personal brand and I saw the long-term effects, I just kept posting, kept posting. And yeah, it's hard work. Like, it's not easy. Like, now I've got cool lights and, you know, good cameras and everything like that and a nice mic. Um, but I just started off with what I had, what was in my hand. Yep. My dad bought me, a, like, had a, gave me his um, old Sony camera. I was using that. Sometimes I would use my phone, just, you know, had a cheap tripod. Um, and I used to, I started in my mom's, um, like at my mom's house, like my parents house. So I was still living with my mom. I shared a room with my brother for 22 years. So that wasn't an excuse either. I just like, and I was in my little corner, my little desk, and I just started teaching tutorials and, um, yeah, the quality wasn't the best, but I just focused on being consistent. And that's one principle I believe you need. You need discipline, consistency. Um, and then now it's gotten to me where I'm at today, where you know, I'm getting big brand deal, deals with like brands like Editor X and Vado Elements. Um, you know, I've done stuff on Behance with Adobe. I've done a live session, um, so just like cool stuff like that. And it's because I decided to be like, no, I'm going to stick with this. Um, I do all the editing myself. I've done, I do all the graphics myself because I'm a designer. Um, I use Premiere Pro and um, I use Illustrator, Photoshop. Those are my main my, my main tools I use, and, and VidIQ as well. So. Um yeah, that that's what's really helped me to get to this where I'm at now. But um my plans to grow up to a hundred thousand. So yeah. this end of this year, I'm I'm really doubling down on video this year. So yeah, let's hope um we hit that a milestone fast.
0: <laughs> awesome. So yeah, I think you made a great point. Um I always like to tell people that like yeah, don't make the excuse of oh my camera's not good enough yet, my microphone's not good enough, whatever it is. Um, because the reality is that you gotta get that video out there or whatever that content is, maybe it's not even video, but you gotta get it out there because the reality is a year from now, you're gonna be embarrassed about it anyway. You're gonna think, oh, that's <laughs> exactly. that's really bad anyway. So um, yeah. don't don't force yourself to wait to to have all that stuff. And if your content is good, people will enjoy it. People will still subscribe to you, even if it's just like from your cell phone that you're recording it. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. over time you can, you can always improve that. And it's an endless journey of improving all that anyway. So that's really interesting, but I'm, I'm curious. So you've been working on it on all these years and you mentioned it's only in the last year that it's really had this really big growth. So Mm -hmm. what like wins did you have along the way that, how did you keep yourself motivated to actually continue so many years without really seeing giant results yet?
1: Yeah, so for me, one of the big factors is having a strong mindset. So I have a lot of faith and belief. um, And for me, that really um, helps me, you know, move forward. And, you know, I believe God created me to be a success, to have impact and influence on people in a positive way, to benefit the world, add value to people. So in my perspective, it's like I need to serve people. And I serve people through content, through teaching people on how to, you know, whether it's how to make more money, how to get better at design, how to improve their um, brand, you know, concepts or whatever it is so in my mind that's you know if i'm if i'm holding all this knowledge to myself i'm being selfish i have to release this knowledge into the world so um you know and you got to see yourself as a gift to the world not in an egotistical way but in a like you know beneficial way um to help others to help other people become a success so for my in my mind that's how i um i really i really think and also you know I, i believe Um, you know, I'm called to great things and I believe everyone has potential and greatness in them and it's just, they have to believe it and manifest it. Um, but yeah, so that's sort of the key thing is I have a strong mindset, but then, um, the last two years I actually had two viral videos that got over 200,000 views. So that spike really gave me a boost in subs and views. Mm -hmm. Um, and also my revenue, like my revenue, I was hitting around 700 a month and then it jumped to like 1300 for like three months or whatever it was. Um, and then now it's dropped back down because of December, January is pretty quiet, but then it should pick back up. But um, yeah, n- knowing, and that brings you onto, you know, another and a bonus, bonus point is that having the right thumbnail, um, understanding trends and what people are searching, you know, using keywords um, and also using the right tags and titles. That's the key to YouTube. Like, obviously the content needs to be as best as you can be, but thumbnail, title, is just as important and you should spend as much time on on those things as you can
0: cool yeah that's a great tip so aside from the brand design aside from the youtube you also sell online courses um one of the ways you do that is through skillshare you're a top teacher there Um, you offer this online coaching sessions you have this private community where you help new designers so when did you start selling the online courses and, uh, what, what drove you to say, you know, I want to teach others. I want to share these skills and, and build these courses.
1: Yeah. So I, I saw the need for people who are beginners to, you know, learn in, in depth, um, you know, videos instead of just cause YouTube was typically just tutorials. But what I found was a lot of YouTube tutorials were just low quality and it would be some like kid from some. I don't know, other third world country or something. And they would like use a voiceover cause they couldn't speak English. And it's like very like robotic voice, um, you know or some people would go too fast and I would see comments like saying, this is too fast, doesn't make sense. And I felt like I could do them better, you know in a, in a way, like in, in a positive way. So um, for me, yeah, I just thought like, okay you know, after I got used to doing YouTube for a bit I started doing Skillshare classes in the same year in 2016. So 2016 around August. I was my first paycheck of like $50 and then I just built it from there. Um, And now I'm um, earning like, you know, 10 times that a month, which is great. Uh, It's a blessing, but um, yeah, I just wanted to teach more in depth, um, break down some things that I I knew in terms of like logo design and branding and stuff like that. And I had one of my classes. It now has 15,000 students. It was logo design for beginners. So that was one of the big classes that did really well. Mm -hmm. And um, then I got, invited from um, Skillshare to, to join the Skillshare Top Teachers Club. And basically, we have a private Slack group. And um, yeah, we have some extra benefits um, than the rest of the teachers on there because there's a lot of other teachers. But um, yeah, it, it was super cool. But yeah, I enjoyed the process. It was a big slog. But now I've got over 25 classes on there. And um, it constantly generates revenue every month. And I get new students. And, um, and yeah, that's how I got started doing uh, doing courses or classes.
0: Cool. So I think a good takeaway so far is uh, that determination drive and there's just relentlessness of uh, pursuing all that um, can really pay Mm -hmm. off. Um, That's really interesting. And I
1: definitely saw the benefit because I saw the monetary side as well. Like, obviously, like I I wanted to be self-sufficient and running my own full time business. So for me, I need to also pay attention to like, okay, what what revenue streams can I invest in? And I think teaching courses was one of the big things that I kept seeing over and over again mm. to generate revenue. So that was another reason why I wasn't just big to create the courses, but to generate um, passive income, even though it's not really passive, it's more like semi-passive because a lot of effort goes into creating a course. Um, but yeah, you get the point.
0: Sure. Yeah, I like to tell people that it's, I look at that as leveraged income rather than passive income. So mm. you're creating something that it's going to, repay you way more than the time that you put in it proportionally. But yes. it's not just, it's not magic. It's not just, uh, Correct. <laughs> unlimited money starts coming in. So, That's all right. right. <laughs> so regarding the revenue streams, um, from what we've seen about you, you have sounds like six streams of revenue. So you have the client work for your, uh, brand design. You've got online courses, mm-hmm. um, yep. digital products, like some, uh, templates. web templates, things like that. Yeah. You got your online coaching. And then you've got YouTube and affiliate links. So would you say... I also got some other ones as well, like stocks and crypto. So with all these, would um, you say creating these multiple streams of revenue, would you say that's important for your success in business? Or like what made you think, like, I have to have all these different streams of income?
1: 100%. Like, you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And we've heard that many times. You need to... I truly believe you have to diversify to build wealth like, you look at millionaires, they've got multiple revenue streams. They usually say that they have, um, millionaires have five, um, passive streams and one like active stream. Typically that's what they have. So one where they're actually working physically and, and still, you know, whether it's a business, or whatever, and then the other streams are working for them. It could be investments, um, stocks, you know, whatever it is, it could be real estate. It could be, um, you know, products, courses, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, for me, like if you really want to earn six figures, you need to have multiple streams of income, you know, unless yeah, you're hyper-focused and you're you know really good at sales or you have a good team or whatever, but you, to really build that up, you need to diversify because um, there's so many opportunities out there. You just got to see yourself doing it and you need to learn how to do these things because it's going to benefit you in the long run, you know, like for example, it's just great because you you, you basically get freedom. So, because I work yep. full time from home, I have income coming in from so many places. I don't have to stress. I don't have to worry. I can take a day off. I can take a week off if I want. Like nothing, it won't affect me that that much because I've built this ecosystem of diversification of income streams. And that's how you build wealth. You don't build wealth by working nine to five. To be honest, I, I, that's what I believe. Um, you know, and obviously there's inflation and there's all these things happening in the in, in the world, but you need to think outside the box and think how can you expand your income and grow it
0: yeah definitely yeah i i like to think um if you're an independent creator you want to set things up in your favor as much as possible and if you are if you have this youtube channel if you have some way that you're creating something there's probably another step you can take where you can create this other kind of product or something else to create another portion of your business that could be this other income stream that it's not like starting from scratch because you've already done something. So in your case, like you have the YouTube channel, you're teaching people. Well, why mm-hmm. not give them a higher level, like more guidance and turn that into a course or coaching? Mm-hmm. So
1: mm-hmm. That's right. And I'll give you one, um, one bonus uh, tip as well. There's something called the, the 4PE, which is the 4 Product Empire. You basically want to have a free offer. So something that's like free and then you want to have something that's a um a, a passive offer so it's like you have um a membership or a private community um and that should generate subscribers um and then you have like your core offering where it's like maybe your main service maybe you offer you know web design or whatever and then you have your high tier offering where it could be like you know 2000 to 5000 um dollar range and you offer like um a high tier maybe it's coaching or a you know, a level course or whatever. So it's like you have the four PE, four different levels, and you funnel everything through the free stuff, which is the content, and you funnel them in to the core offering, and then you have like a funnel them in all the way to the high product. If they don't do that, then they can sign up to your membership if you want to do that. So that's 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 one of the ideas of how people build, um, you know, online businesses these days. So,
0: yeah. yeah, definitely, that's super important. Um, we uh, always refer to it as like the value ladder, where. When you get people in this free offering or the cheaper offerings even that you have, that's how Mm -hmm. you find the people who may one day say, you know what, like, I'm getting so much value from this, but I want more. And they want to get that more expensive coaching from you or something else. But it's hard to go out and find somebody and say, hey, give me $2,000 or whatever, and I'm going to coach you or give me more than that. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. when you build this value ladder and these segments of products, it can lead people through that journey
1: yeah that's it totally agree man
0: cool so to recap you're managing your own company you're creating this weekly content for youtube other social media the online courses coaching programs the membership membership site i assume that you have also some kind of personal life so how do you find time (laughs) for all of this and do you have any other tips for entrepreneurs in a similar situation
1: yeah, so I do have a bit of a personal life. To me, I love working because it doesn't feel like work because it's fun. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm married. Um, I also have a two-month, well, she's actually eight-week-year-old daughter now. Um, I also enjoy going to the gym, so I have a gym in my garage. That's great. I also have a little park down the road to play basketball with, you know, mates and stuff. Um, and then on the side, yeah, I play some, I like playing games, watching movies. So that's sort of what entails a personal life. Um, I also have mates. Sometimes I go to the beach, like just this weekend. I went on, went to the beach on the weekend. But I've also got big a big family as well. So, yeah, I I do Family is very high on my value list. So I do make time for them. Um, but yeah, I just find ways to optimize my business. So I'm not always constantly working. Um, but yeah, my thoughts on like how to you know balance blends if, if if you're actually struggling with it. Um, you know, obviously I'm not perfect, and you know I deal with this stuff as well. So sometimes. You just got to make time. Like you got to prioritize things. Like don't focus on things that are low income activities or things that are just not moving the needle in your business. You need to focus on activities that is going to bring income that is going to, you know, move um, you forward in terms of business and actually frees you up time so you can spend time with your kids or with your wife or with your friends. Um, but obviously, like I do not go partying and drinking all that stuff. Like I do not do that anymore. I did that when I was young. So like that stuff is not important to me. Um, so I can make time for, you know, the core things. So yeah, you just got to balance it, um, prioritize. And, um, if you need a hire, outsource, you know, tasks that are unnecessary, whether it's like accounting or whatever, like I, I have an accountant and he saves me so much time instead of me trying to do it all myself. Right. Yep. So if you can outsource little tasks, then I definitely recommend doing that. Um, but yeah, you just got to make sure that you prioritize the right things and, and um, don't yeah, don't don't stress. Medit- med- I do meditation as well. Prayer helps me as well. So and also getting sunlight and exercise. These all help me because if you you got to think holistically, body, soul, spirit. So if you're um you know physically feeling great, you're eating right, the right foods, and then you know your your mind is good through meditation or yoga, whatever your method is, and then spiritually as well, growing um your inner self um as well then everything's going to flow nicely when it comes to business and family and everything's going to meld together. You just got to work on all of it um, as much as you can.
0: Cool. Cool. I definitely agree with that. Um, I like to think that, uh, that I really highly value that balance as well. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to be completely focused on work. I love the work that I do, but I also really care about family, personal life, health, all of that. So yep. um, I'd rather be the most balanced person than the most – successful or the most something like this. So, um, definitely, I think that's really important. It's awesome. All right. So one of the things we like to do in these interviews is to ask our guests, um, what they would like to ask the audience, if they have any questions for our audience members. So for you, in your case, Jeremy, what would you ask our audience?
1: Yeah. So what I would ask is what, um, what comes to mind when you think of branding and how how do you perceive it um, when it comes to business um you know obviously we mentioned branding before but yeah that's that's my main question like how do you see it and what's your perception of it and um yeah do you see it as valuable so yeah hopefully that makes sense well
0: <laughs> oh, yeah that's a great question all right awesome and that is uh, all the questions i have for you today um but before we get going where can people find you online
1: Well, you can find me on jeremymura.com. Got some resources and free free stuff on there. Um, You can also find my courses on Skillshare. So just type my name, Jeremy Mura. I'm on YouTube at Jeremy Mura Design and also on Instagram at the Jeremy Mura. Um, Come say hi, message me. Always happy to have a chat. Um, Yeah, I love meeting new people.
0: All right, cool. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Jeremy.
1: Thanks, mate. Appreciate it.
0: If you enjoyed this interview and want a chance to ask questions to our guests live, tune in on Tuesdays when new episodes premiere on the Heights Platform Facebook page. To learn more about the show and get notified when new episodes release, check out thecreatorsadventure.com. Until then, keep learning, and I'll see you in the next episode.